도망 가는 꿈속 아침에 비우 CLD처럼 돌 것도 돈은 우리 둘 역시 넌 다시 나를 떠나려고 한다 뒤돌자마자 네 팔을 붙잡아 가라탄면 가봐 널 향해 누군데니 내 심장 밟고 떠나가봐 uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens uh, podcast. I don't know if we put podcasts at the end. That's I never thought about that. Um, today uh, I'm hosting. I am uh, Tim, also known as Murdy. Um, I only have one co-host in my little cast here, but that's fine because she's been on a ton of episodes all in a row, and that's Kiara. Hey, everyone. Um, so we're gonna kind of just talk about the news. Um, I, I think it was kind of a bad week to really formulate like an interesting topic at the end. And since we had a mini episode that came out before, um, I don't think it's going to be a big deal if this one runs a little short. Um, so <clears throat> I'll just kind of hop into it. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, uh, especially because we devoted a mini episode to it is the, um, the ongoing information coming out about the ladies code accident um, as we said in the podcast before um, one of their members Yunbi, uh, was uh, killed in the accident as well as the driver of their rental vehicle as we have found out which is not their manager um, since then we've also found out that Ashley and uh, Zunny were also in the vehicle but they didn't receive serious injuries um, and they are in the process of healing. Uh, Sujung and uh, Rise, or Rise, excuse me, were both uh, hospitalized. Um, they had to go into surgery. Uh, since then, Sujung has uh, come out of surgery. She's going to go back in soon, but she has come out of surgery. She has woken up. Um, Rise is still battling to uh, survive essentially. She has uh, brain swelling and uh, other serious injuries. Her heart stopped three times in the process of them attempting to uh, perform surgery. Uh, so they had to stop. She hasn't been able to be moved to a hospital in Seoul yet uh, until the surgery is completed. Um, the family of Eonbi uh, is there at the hospital slash in Korea in general. Um, pretty much all of the families of the girls are together. Uh, they were seen at the wake, along with the AOA members, and it's clear that people are really being hit hard by uh, what's kind of going on. Um, Bora in the uh, M Countdown, I think it was M Countdown, might have been Show Champion, uh, episode where I swear one took the time to uh, send her condolences, which is a very sweet thing to do when you win. Um, I, I don't know. I, I still am like at a loss for this whole situation. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I'm the same way. It's just like it still kind of feels surreal to me that this is all happening. Um, I mean. I still feel sadness, and like it didn't help. Like yesterday, when they released the photos of like of Ashley and Zuni, um, you know, at the wake, you know, taking um, Unbi, they moved her and everything, and in the video that they released of it as well, that was just like extremely heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I watched watch that. It. I watched it and I cried. Like I was crying because 
you hear people crying, you see people crying, and then they show the girls, and then just like how they had to be like held up by these men to walk, and it was just really painful. Like, um, I can't watch it ever again. So like once is definitely enough for me, but. Yeah. Was it was it Ashley that was in the neck brace in the pictures, or was no. it Zuni? Zuni, yeah, it was her. Zuni. It was her. Yeah, she was the one in the neck brace. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really awful. I'm glad that the families of the girls are like sticking together. You know, Unbi's um, mom had a really sweet message. Uh, she said that Unbi wasn't gonna leave until she could protect Rise and you know make sure she was okay. And that's really sweet. Like. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that. I have a kid, and I don't know if I would think to say that if my kid was in their situation, you know. Yeah, no, it's like their mothers are being really strong right now. It's like both Unbi and Rise's mothers, and both Unbi um, and Sojun's mothers are supporting Rise's mother, and these women just have a lot of strength, and I don't know how they're being able to say these things and do these things. It's such a terrible, sad situation. Like I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I'm not a parent, so I don't know how it how that feels. But I'm pretty sure the pain as a parent losing time is too extreme. It's too. There's just no words really for that. Yeah, there's there's like this uh, thing that people always say in that you know you should as a parent you should never have to bury your child. Um, I, I completely agree. Like, obviously, you you don't you can never tell what circumstance is going to happen, and what fate has in store for you. But there's nothing worse that I can imagine than that, you know. Um, but yeah. Um, on that topic, uh, and moving to the next topic because this is a okay segue, about as good as you can get. Um, Zico's brother Taewoon had taken to um, Twitter to do the thing that I don't like, which is when people poop on a nice thing. Um, I don't like it in any circumstance. Uh, mm-hmm. But I kind of understand what, he's, what he tried to say versus what he actually said. Uh, his actual tweet is, leave sympathy as sympathy. Something nonsensical is happening because people are so caught up in their emotions. Is this really what's best for them? It makes me angry. Interest is all the more beautiful when it is given when they exist. Why now? Please just let her go peacefully. Um, he deleted the tweet and tweeted, they say the one with his mouth shut at least hits average. Let's keep it shut. So this is my issue. And netizens went in on him for this. The or the other thing he said, sorry, was, as a peer, I apologize for the wrong way in which I express my upset feelings. I sincerely pray for her speedy recovery. Lastly, may she rest in peace. Now, I understand the point he was trying to make. He's trying to say that it seems in our society, when somebody passes away, the interest in that particular celebrity skyrockets. No matter the cause or the circumstance, unless there is something heinous behind it, for like murder or something like that. If you murder somebody and then kill yourself, people aren't going to care about you. But mm-hmm. in our society, when somebody passes away, it doesn't matter how famous they are, you bring them attention for it. Like, that may be the first time they ever trend in the society of uh, social media. Um, uh, it may be 
first time that they hit number one, for example, which um, and I and the big thing is that that was like Unbi's goal. You know, she wanted to bring Ladies Code to hit number one. So posthumously, they did it for her, and it's sad. But at the same time, it's like they're doing a nice thing. Like it sucks because they're like all these people are finally knowing about Ladies Code. And th that's the point people are trying to make. Like, a lot of people just didn't know about Ladies Code. It's not that they disliked them. It's not like they did something horrible and then she passed away and then suddenly everybody thinks she's great. They just didn't really know, you know? There's a lot of groups. There's not enough time to know all the groups. Um, even, even as uh, members of what you could, I guess, call the media, we don't pay attention to every single group that comes out. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of groups that you don't pay attention to. There's a bunch that I don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. um, it's There's just so many, you know? That's why you have so many different members of the media to to talk about these groups. Um, even if it's not, even if we're not official members of the media, we're still, you know, providing this information. We don't have time to talk about every group. That's impossible. I mean, we'd, yeah. we'd have to run a two-hour-long podcast every day to talk about all the things that go on in Korea. It'd be Definitely. <laughs> So I understand that point. At the same time, like, she just passed away. And Korea has done this great thing for her and great thing for her group. And it, it like, nobody else is mad about it. That's my issue is, like, she is a peer. You know, she is a colleague of him. They are colleagues in a, in a sense. They are in a very small industry because Korea's music industry is very small in comparison to other music industries. Yeah. They are, you know, probably not friends. They might not have known each other, but they're colleagues. If my colleague passed away and posthumously we gave them Employee of the Month, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> like, I, I would be happy for them. That's something that that's it's just a nice thing to do, and I know that he means well. I don't think he meant it to be rude. You know, I think he was heated. I think he was caught up in his emotions. But at the same time, he should have just kept it real quiet. He should have wrote it somewhere personally. He should have never said anything about it because there's no way that that could be taken well. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like I don't think his opinion was 100% wrong, but I don't think it's 100% right. And yeah. I feel like, especially because emotions are so high right now, that if someone says anything negative about it, everyone's going to, like, jump on that person and right. get upset with them. So I feel like if that's how he feels, that's fine. But it's something you shouldn't put on social media for the world to see because you're going to get, you know, hate because of yeah. it. Yeah, there, there's no good that could come from that, you know. I understand that he's a person, he's a celebrity, he should be allowed to um, say what he wants to say, but unfortunately he's a celebrity. Like, you're held at a higher standard, and that's it. You can't say this kind of stuff and, not get, and just get away with it because you rely on people to make your career. Yeah. Like, it's not like some guy at Starbucks who says something rude. Well, he can still go work at Starbucks. Like, a bunch of people who are going to go drink his coffee will never know. Yeah. But he's this is a famous celebrity. You know, obviously you can argue how famous he is, but he's still a celebrity. He's in the public eye, and he just asked them to be upset with him. Like, it's just, it's a huge misfire. Such yeah. a huge misfire. Yeah. 
No, I mean, like, I'm seeing a lot of comments who, like, people who agree on how he feels. And I can understand that sentiment, but like you said before, like this is something that help, that happens every time a celebrity passes away, whether it's a singer, an actor, like you know when Michael Jackson died, you know immediately all his songs went straight to number one on iTunes and things like that. When Paul Walker died, suddenly all his movies were ranking high on Amazon. Like people were buying the box sets of like of. What's it called? Fast and the Furious series, you know? Right, yeah. Um, you know, th that's just how a lot of people cope with when a celebrity dies. They suddenly want to hear their music and buy it. Suddenly they want to buy their movies and watch it, you know? And in the way, this was just like, this is what way medicine wanted to help out, just kind of like celebrate and be like, well, we were able to give her number one. With um, their song "Thank You," what's it called? Thank you very much. Is that the? I think so. Thank you very much. I want to say that's what it's called. Um, uh, it, it doesn't also, it doesn't help also because a member from Block B, Jeho, he was encouraging Block B fans to you know make the song number one. So when you see that and then you see Taewoon's comment, it's kind of like, ooh, Taewoon, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think people should, like, especially in this case, because Unbi is such a good, like, person. It's not like she was a crappy person before she died, and then now we're, we're highlighting her. This is the important part for me. Like, it's the same when people went out and made Paul Walker, or made the Fast and the Furious series, like, the highest-selling series for, like, a week or something, because everybody went out and bought these box sets. Like... It's fine because Paul Walker was a really nice guy, and he also wasn't driving. It wasn't him. You know, he is a tragedy. Yeah. Um, Unbi wasn't driving. She's not responsible. Like, I mean, I guess you can hold her responsible for not wearing her seatbelt, but she's also in a society that has laxed ideas about car safety. So she's a product of her environment, um, unfortunately, you know, and... Like, Heechul even went out and said that people need to wear their seatbelts. Like, this is... Uh, people aren't doing this. And it's a known issue, you know? Um, and I think this netizen comment hit it on the nail for me. He said, Zico Xiang is going around like this, and then with, like, a little straight face. Um, he's living in his own world. Why didn't people care about her when she was uh, living? It's not like people can determine the market and decide who gets interest and who doesn't. Why is he so upset with people trying to help her achieve her dream she had before she died? Like, that's it. A hundred percent, that's it. It's not the public's fault because there's so much. When your market is so flooded, sometimes people who don't deserve to go unnoticed, go unnoticed. There's tons of really great groups out there that don't have the fan base that SNSD has, but has more talent or any group like that. I mean, you can just look at the, you know, redheaded stepchild way that FX was treated. Like, yeah. if we were talking about just talent, how is FX not selling stuff when they put out good music pretty constantly and they had talented artists in them? Like, I had this argument with somebody, but on any day of the week, I would put I would put Luna up against in a battle against Taeon. There's no doubt. I don't know if she would win, but I would put her in the battle and I would bet on her. Like, mm. I have no problem doing that because I think that she is at least as good, if not better. Um, Taeon is the best singer in SNSD. Like, there's nobody that holds a candle to her in that group. Definitely. So, 
like you have at least other people in FX that can sing, and yet they still were treated like a redheaded stepchild. They still don't have a name for their fan group. They've been around for like five years. I mean, like it, you can't. And they sell well in the market, but nobody cares. So you can't dictate who's popular and who's not. It's not a thing. It is a moving market, and you cannot control it. People who think that you can control the market and dictate who's famous are delusional. It just happens. Yeah, and I mean, in the end, even though NB is no longer here, and right now her members are not in the place to really, you know, thank everybody or really care about this right now, when the time comes and when time passes, you know, they'll see it and they'll, they'll, they'll carry on with them being number one and then they'll be the one, you know, thinking. Because, you no, know, it's also not just for Umbi, but for the rest of the members as well, you know. Cause right. Because is a group. It's not like just it, Ladies Code is just one person. It was just for one person only. But it's for, in the end, it's for all of them. And so the other four members will carry on that number one and... Well, I don't know what their future will hold for now, but, you know, it's something at least they can, the four members can look back to, you know? Yeah, and it's not like they got something they didn't deserve. Like, that's what bothers me. They got something that they do deserve. They worked hard, you know. Um, they put out good music. They have talented artists, and they were in a tragedy, and that tragedy helped people bring attention to them, and they were able to hit number one. I'm sure that Ashley and Zunny know that they hit number one. And I'm sure that they're really thankful. And I'm sure that it means a lot. So just let them have a nice thing. Like, just let people have a nice thing. I don't, I don't understand why you can't just let people have a nice thing. Yeah. And um, by the way, the song is called I'm Fine, Thank You. I'm Fine, <laughs> yeah. Thank You. There it is. I'm Fine, Thank You. Which, we by the thank way, you, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, we knew that. Well, because the thing is, I also bought it on iTunes. Which, and it's a very good song, by the way. And it makes me and it makes you want cry now after the situation. But it's a really good song. I recommend it. I have to buy it because I support them. So. Yeah, it's a really good song. So in the end, I think I don't have an issue with it. I don't. To me, it's never been a problem when people, you know, buy stuff from the celebrity that dies, like after, you know, after they die. Because to me, in a way, it's just how some people just cope with their deaths. And just so you know, kind of in a way, say thank you for everything. So. Right. It's the final like send off you can give somebody, you know. Yeah. Um, I have a problem if like the people in life were doing bad things, or that something happened because they don't want to listen to uh, logic and write songs about how they don't want to listen. Um, but other than that, like I have no problem with the, the way society honors people who pass away. Like, if right now, Robin Williams' movies, like, skyrocket in the sales, I hope they do. Like, I hope so. Because even though he decided when he would pass away, in life he gave us a lot of good things. So mm -hmm. he deserves to be honored. And he was honored at the Emmys, and I think that's great. Like, I, I just... I don't know. I don't know why people got to ruin a bad thing. <laughs> it comes down to I don't know why. I mean, I don't hate on Taewoon. I don't think he was completely in the wrong, but I just think that that's an opinion he should have just kept to himself or at least put in a diary, like as a netizen put it. Like, put that in, like, in your private diary. Don't put it on Twitter or any other social media. Yeah. <laughs> keep it to yourself. If you got bad things to say, keep it to yourself. Didn't your mama teach you that if you have nothing nice to say, you keep it to yourself? Come on. Mm. Um, so the next topic, uh, was, uh, it, it doesn't seem like it got as many comments as I suspected it would. Um, 
on Amona at least, uh, but uh, it's talking about um, the intense competition that forces idle girl groups into uh, crazy schedules. Um, I don't know if they specifically picked girl groups because it's harder for them. That, that I'm not sure about because I know that male groups have complained about how difficult it is as well. Um, uh, but um, I know that the, the issue kind of talks about it, so I'm, I'm going to just read the article. Um, the article talks about how the increase in girl group competition forces the lesser-known rookie groups into taking up extreme schedules since opportunities are slim. One Variety PD said, unlike adult singers or boy groups who can perform at nightclubs and other night entertainment centers, girl groups need to maintain a girly image so they must or they, so they can't just perform anywhere. As such, every single stage, no matter how small at college festivals or broadcasts, matter, and we have to go if called. Because of nationwide travel required, most girl groups need to speed to get there on time, one uh, PD added. PDs don't care if your girl group are, or don't care where your girl groups are at at any given moment. If they demand that you get from Busan to Seoul in two and a half hours, you have to go. That's why some, star, some stars will even use an ambulance, which I didn't know about. Uh, for smaller agencies, the situation's even worse, a manager said. Uh, smaller agencies use one manager whenever a girl group is relocating. Singers can at least sleep in between schedules, but managers have to keep on driving through the fatigue, causing them to doze off on the road. Um, this is very important, and this goes right back to the topic that has been at the forefront of things since this Ladies' Code thing. The, the schedules that groups have to run and the wear and tear that they go through doesn't just affect them. And I think that that's what a lot of people forget. It's hard to be a manager of any, anything, but imagine not being a manager of just anyone, but of four to four plus girls or four plus boys that are in their teenage years, because a lot of girl groups are teenagers at this point, and a lot of boy groups are teenagers, are just coming out of their teenage years, um, and you have to keep, all, not only do you have to keep them all in line, but then you have to meet these schedules when a PD calls you and, for example, tells you to go from Seoul to Busan, like, that, that's crazy, that's how do you expect I mean I, I can't help but attribute that to the reason why most idol groups have been in car accidents I mean you can go through the history of any idol group that's been around for like four or five years and they've probably been in at least a fender bender yeah. so and I mean we know that it is a statistical fact there are more accidents in Korea that is a proven statistic but the fact that like almost every idol group has a story about being in a collision or their manager starting to fall asleep or they have tactics to keep their manager awake on the road like that's a fun joke but it's not it shouldn't be a joke like it shouldn't be a thing that exists this that's a problem it's crazy like just the thought of like the I mean, Korea is small, but I'm pretty sure it takes more than like two and a half hours just to get to from Busan to Seoul or back. I want to say that's a three and a half hour to four hour trip. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head, and I'm going to Google it right now, but I think it's like three and a half to four hours. Yeah, I can imagine. That's just, I think it's just like, 
ridiculous. And I think that like a lot of these PDs need to start changing their ideas that they can just, you know, shift all these idols from place to place like it's nothing. Like as we said before, the market is so full of so many idols. Like if you know an idol is currently in Seoul, why don't you just get another idol to appear on another, a show that's in Busan or somewhere far from Seoul. I mean, share the wealth, I guess. Busan is three hours and 47 minutes away from Seoul. By car? By car, yes. Mm. But I guess, I mean, without traffic and stuff, but I'm guessing there's, like, traffic and all the stuff that makes it longer. Oh, but that's by public transport, excuse me. Um, I don't see where it has by car. It's but I'm sure that the bus trip isn't that much longer than the car trip. So you're still looking, and especially with so many people saying, like, how is that even possible? I'm sure that it's around that. I'm sure it's between three to four hours, without a doubt. Um... And not everybody can take, like, a high-speed train, and even then, that's still two hours, so. Yeah, I mean, especially because, you know, a lot of these idols can't, you know, go on public transportation. Because right. Because if they do, they get mobbed by a bunch of people. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, realistically, there's not a lot we, as international fans, can do. But at the same time, it's like, how do you like this is that issue and you kind of get it all over the world and you hear even people talk about it Fam famous people even talk about it like famous once you become a celebrity once you become famous people don't treat you like a regular human being anymore yeah. um, nobody like for example if uh, for a lot of people you know you go to a concert and somebody's on a tour and they kind of underperform and people slam them for it but they don't take into the to account the fact that they just performed like twenty concerts before that one. Yeah. So it's like, so it's okay to expect these people to perform at one hundred percent, but it's not. You're not going to be understanding of how far they have to go. What if they have to travel across the country? Just yeah. to come to the show, you know? Like, there's what idols who can't afford to come days early to adjust to, um, um, what's it called? The different time zone and everything? Yeah, the jet lag? Jet lag? Yeah. Like, I remember when, um, with Wonder Girls, they had their U.S. tour. Like, they would have a concert, and then it's, like, straight, they had to go straight and head to the next, you know, the next concert. You know, I remember when they were having the New York concert, they had to kind of, it was kind of slightly delayed. Like, we were in the audience already, we were inside, but we had to wait, like, way more time than the concert was supposed to start because I forgot where they were coming from, Wonder Girls and 2 p.m., but because of the weather, there was a delay in the the flight. So what they ended up doing is that they they got a, a private they got on a private plane a small one of the smaller planes to fly New York for the concert and thinking about that now like that could have been very dangerous I mean if right. the weather was that bad that they had like the the plane didn't want to take off yet but they still went on a smaller private plane just to come to New York 
Like, thankfully, nothing happened. But and they came and they did start the concert. Like, but those kind of things happen. Those things factor in. Like these, they're con they're constantly traveling. Once they're finished with the concert, they're off to the next place. And then it's just, it's, it's tiring afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's one of those issues where you need to like people need to see and understand that like you can't expect people to be 100% all the time, especially especially um, these kind of artists who go through these ridiculous schedules that they have to do, and these girl groups apparently that schedules are even worse because they can't perform at nightclubs, which is ridiculous to me. I don't understand that. Um, maybe that'll change with the the uh, growing appreciation for sexy images, but who knows? I mean, it's Korea, so who, who knows? Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes when I see female artists, they're like, "Oh, we we have three, four things, um, things on our schedule," and you kind of would think, "Oh, that's not that bad." They have to do today. But when you think about it, especially on these in Korea, like they have to travel far to get to one place, and then they have to do rehearsals, and then they do whatever they need to do, and then once they're done, they have to go off to the next schedule thing, which is probably far as well, and then they have to dra travel to there, and then it's you know it's a lot. Yeah, they, they do a lot. And hopefully there'll be slight changes with that, and you know these PDs or, or will be. Bit more lax about it, or at least if you know that if there's gonna be a festival slash concert happening in Busan, then don't have the same thing happening in Seoul that all these celebrities have to travel, you know, that far for the same day. Right. Yeah. We need we need to also make the people who schedule these like big festivals and stuff responsible because sometimes they try and battle each other out and stuff, and that's just it's not good. It's not a good look because then there you know there's gonna be groups who want to be on both. I mean, that's yeah. all there is to it. There's going to be groups who say, I want to be here, and I want to be here. Um, and you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah, no. Um, so the next topic we have is about my, my sweet loves at kiss and, of, of Kiss and Cry. <laughs> um, th the first news that came out was that they disbanded, and uh, Heina, I, I don't know how to say her name. Ha Hana? I don't know. I don't know if you know how to say it. So, um, but she appeared on Superstar K, uh, or yeah, Superstar K six, I guess. Um, and uh, they asked her about it apparently, and uh, she said, "I was on a or I was in a dilemma because I didn't know what to do. I wanted to stand on stage again, so I knocked on the Superstar K door." Uh, and she sang Ailey's singing got better, and apparently she did good. I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't really see the performance or anything like that. Um, I did see people talking about it, though. Um, other news came out and said that they are currently uh, stopping activities, and they have not disbanded completely, but her contract has indeed ended. So it sounds like they didn't even tell her her contract was going to end. Yeah. That her, that they just paused activities on the group and didn't renew her contract, which I, I mean, I don't even know, I don't know how you let that happen. I don't know. That's crazy. It's like she's with the group one day, and the next day they're like, "Oh, by the way, your contract's over. See ya. Good luck with everything." Yeah. 
And it sounds like they're not even going to renew it. So it's like, so you're just going to get rid of her? You're just going to let her go and just be like, oh, sorry, see ya. Yeah. Well, like, I think they said that, like, oh, we support her or whatever, but, you know, from a distance, I guess. And... Yeah, they basically said that they're not going to renew her contract. Like, the their official message is, hello, this is uh, Winning Insight M. This is a message for Kiss and Cry fans. We have sad, actually says sorry news for for all fans. Kiss and Cry has momentarily stopped activities due to various internal company issues. But this is not to say that they've disbanded completely. We can only say that there are various changing factors. First of all, member issue or situation is dynamic, and we want to confirm that currently one of the members, Lee Haina, or however you say her name, that I'm just going to butcher every time it comes up, has finished her contract and is currently appearing on Superstar K. Our company wishes that she is successful... Uh, in attempting something new on a new path. Uh, we wish all the luck and success with unchanging love and affection from the fans. Thank you. Um, and they took down the Revenge music video that was super low budget and basically just her walking around being pretty. Um, I, don't, I don't even... I don't like this company, <laughs> first I'll say. I don't like this company. Um, but I don't know how you handle this so poorly. Like, I can't even dream of handling something more poorly than this has been handled. Yeah. What company are they from again? Winning Insight. Winning Insight. Losing Insight, more like it. They're the same label as um, Mr. Mr. Uh, okay. Yeah. And we've seen how they react to things, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is handled really badly. Like, they should have like they had they waited until she actually went on the show to let fans know. Oh yeah, well she's on the show because by the way, everyone her contract ended. Yeah, <laughs> and we didn't renew it. Yeah, and so if you're waiting for a comeback, you're gonna have to wait a little bit more longer. <laughs> yeah, it's just so poorly handled. Like. Mind-blowingly poorly handled. I don't. I don't know. And, um, I feel bad for the girl because she was like her contract ended, so she like had to like pretty much scramble and trying to find somewhere else to like to become a singer because it's something she wants to do, and clearly she's not gonna get it anymore with the winning uh, insight. Uh, she's on Superstar K. That's it? That's the show, right? Superstar K? Yeah, Superstar K. This season is Superstar K6, but... Well, I hope she does well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a really good singer. Um, I don't have any doubt that she could stand on her own as a vocalist. I just don't know if she has, like, the charisma to stand on her own. Um, but from a singing aspect, I'm sure she, you know, if she could just sing, she'd be all right. Um, then again, it's hard out there for female soloists, so... It is. I don't know. Well, I guess it's it, in general, it's pretty hard out there for soloists. Um, but, yeah. Well, I mean, good luck to each of them, I guess. I mean, like, I've only heard Kiss and Cry when they had their comeback, I mean, their debut with um, Domino Game, which I thought was a good song, but I never really, like, paid attention to them or... I watched all of those promotions. I love them. 
<laughs> I was so hurt when I saw this new. I like I I stick on to like new goo groups that can actually sing pretty easily, um, especially if you can sing and dance. And so I was just like, and then uh, one of the girls in it, one of the girls in the group is formerly a VNT, um, who I also loved, but <laughs> they didn't go anywhere. So I was just like, oh my god, this is their second chance. And, and again, a group they have their debut and. They don't get famous, and that's it. They're gone. That's exactly what happened to VNT. Like, it's so sad for that poor girl. VNT. Oh, that group that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. One. Yeah. I think they had, like, one follow-up promotion, and then they were out. They just bounced. They broke up. And I was just like, really? Like, I was so hurt. And, again, this happens to this poor girl. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, no, I think it's just like these companies, they they take so many like idols and they make these idols groups, but in the end they don't know how to like be able to get them on shows and be able to like you know get their get their songs spread or whatever and it's just like in the end they don't do anything with them and then suddenly a few months afterwards you hear, Oh by the way, they disbanded or this member left and then you're just like Why? And just because I just think these companies don't know what they're doing, and they're not handling them properly as they should. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and it's another one of those issues where it's oversaturation of the market, but there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, realistically yeah. speaking, everybody like as much as people complain about oversaturation, they always want something new too, though. Like, you want something new. You want a new sound. And there's a lot of groups that just can't have a new sound. You can't change their sound. So. That's the only solution. You make new groups, and then people complain that there's too many groups and there's too much to pay attention to, and it's and it's true. But that's why oversaturation of the market happens. It's yeah. Realistically speaking, you saturate until there's too much, and then that's when you kind of move back. Um, the next one we have is a very interesting, interesting scandal. Um, Lee Byung Hyun was blackmailed by. Uh, a member of Glam, uh, Dahi, as well as a model named uh, Lee ji I believe is her name. Let me double-check that. Uh, yes, Lee ji Um The article reads, uh, uh, BH Entertainment actor Lee Byung-hyun's agency revealed that the actor has received blackmail threatening to release his personal information. Uh, on September 1st, BH Entertainment released a statement saying, on August 28th, Lee Byung-hyun received blackmail threatening to release his personal information if he didn't pay billions of won. Although, the, although ridiculous demands and threats are often sent to celebrities as his agency, we thought this was not right and promptly reported this to the authorities. According to BH Entertainment, after receiving the blackmail, Lee Byung-hyun alerted his agency who reported to who reported this to the authorities. The perpetrators were caught and arrested early in the morning on September 1st. Although the case is currently under investigation, it was revealed that the perpetrators were two women who were connected through a mutual friend. A representative of the Gangnam Police Station revealed more facts about the case. The blackmailers are two women aged 21 and 25 who threatened Lee Byung-hyun with a smartphone recording of the actor saying obscenities. The women had recorded this scene last month when they were having drinks with the actor at his house. They threatened that they would release the video on the internet if the actor did not pay them 5 billion won, which is roughly 4.9 million dollars USD. The younger of the two women 
was also revealed to be a rookie singer who has already debuted. Um, the next part of the article is Glam's Dehi revealed to be one of Lee Byung-hyun's backmailers. Local news source Sports World has revealed that one of the females charged with blackmailing actor Lee Byung-hyun is none other than Dahi of girl group Glam. Glam debuted in 2012 with the single Party, XXO. Uh, member Dahi starred in the 2013 Mnet music drama Monstar as Kim Nana. Sports World reports, according to police... Dahi met Lee Byung-hyun with her model friend through introductions by acquaintances. Later, she and her friend threatened Lee Byung-hyun with a secretly filmed video demanding 5 million Korean won, uh, which again is roughly 4.9 million USD. Uh, she and her friend were arrested on September 1st after Lee Byung-hyun reported the crime to police August 28th. Glam's management agency, Big Hit Entertainment, acknowledged that Dahi was involved in the case, but it stated, currently we are unable to contact her since it is a personal matter. We don't really know the details. <laughs> okay, so there's two things here. One, Lee Byung-hung before has been um, called out for being a pervert. So I have little to no doubt that he said perverted things to these two girls while they were drinking at his house. Second, in no circumstance is blackmailing okay. <laughs> like, there's no circumstance in which blackmailing is okay. Um, you shouldn't blackmail. You should go to authorities. If you have information that is for the grounds of arresting somebody or they did something or anything like that, you should go to somebody else first. You should not blackmail because blackmailing is illegal. And I think people forget that. Like, it is illegal to blackmail people. It is not allowed. You are just as guilty for being a blackmailer as the person who has caused you to blackmail them. That's the issue. These girls probably had to listen to, I would assume, Byung-hyun uh, hit on them, like say perverted things at them. That's what I'm guessing really happened. I doubt he was just sitting there, you know, crap-talking um, the industry and other people in the industry. I bet he was saying disgusting, perverted things at them, um, trying to get them to sleep with him. Um, There's an article with, like, they released some of the contents that he said. Um, he said, some of the things he said was, when was your first sexual experience? Yeah. What part of the male body turns you on? Do you like the face more or the body more? <laughs> I can't laugh. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they're saying he said. Some of the things he said on the, in the video. Right. And he's he's married, so obviously that's wrong. Um, there's no world where that's right. I would probably be convinced to say that even in a world where he was not married, that's still wrong. Like, you, sh you shouldn't just say that kind of stuff. Unless, like, you are on a mutual level with a person, you're being a weirdo. Like, you're just being weird. At the same time, we don't know the circumstances of if those girls could have left or not. It seems like they stayed with the intent to blackmail him as they recorded him saying all this stuff. Um, especially if he's inebriated. Like, I don't know how inebriated they were, but apparently they weren't inebriated enough to think, hey, you know what would be a good idea? We should record him. <laughs> and then, um, I guess the, the bigger thing, though, is the first report was that uh, Dahi may, may be looking at five years in prison. Um, following that report, another article came out, uh, and it reads, Glam's Dahi 
and her model friend Lee Ji-yeon were recently arrested after blackmailing popular actor Lee Byung-hyun for an extreme amount of money. On September 3rd, Seoul District, uh, Seoul District Central District Judge Kim Seju or Sungju uh, signed a warrant for Dahi and Lee Ji-yeon's arrest, stating it is accepted that the crimes of Dahi and Lee Ji-yeon are critical. It was later found that Glam's Dahi and model Lee Ji-yeon had purchased tickets to Europe preparing to flee the country. An official BH Entertainment stated in the press release, the thing is precisely such a crime to buy in advance and plan a trip to Europe to escape the simulation and then trying to intimidate extortion and bribery offenses has all apparently been planned. Uh, a felony amount of 50 billion in gold bars required pursuant to law number three regarding the weighing of certain economic crimes for which the punishment is life imprisonment or imprisonment of more than five years. Um, so, needless to say, when this, when basically what they're saying is when you hit a certain amount of money um, and your crime is worth such and such amount of money, you can face life in prison for this crime. Um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I understand blackmail is wrong. I do not think you should be guilty for the amount that you attempt to blackmail because you did not get that money. It's not like you blackmailed successfully and now you have this money and now they're suing you. If that happened, then you should be liable for all of that money, including damages, and that is when you should have to pay more. I think in this case, they should only be liable for damages. I don't even think you should do prison time because it was not successful. <laughs> like, this is the bigger issue. It is not successful. Um, now, that being said, the fact that some of the information has leaked out means that um, they, they have leaked that audio or that audio, they have let that audio get out. Uh, which is bad news because um, that's uh, slander, essentially. Or, or, well, it's not slander because it's true. I don't remember what, what the actual charge is. Um, well, it wasn't them that leaked it, but uh, Channel uh, Channel A, like a news site. or Right, right. I know it's not them that leaked it, but the fact that it got out means that they put it somewhere. They either put it somewhere, they gave it to somebody. That's bad news. That's more what I mean is that somebody has it now, so they have done more than just blackmail him. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure the condition of the blackmail was that they wouldn't release it. So now that it's coming out, they're going to get in trouble for that. Mm. Um, because you're still you're guilty of, of uh, doing it, essentially. Um, in this case, they possessed a... They possessed um, an object of blackmail. I don't remember what the official like law term is, but if you have something in your possession and you are using it with the intent to blackmail and then it gets released, you're going to get blamed for it because you have admitted that you have this thing in your possession. Mm -hmm. So these girls have admitted that they have this thing in possession and they are willing to release it if he doesn't give them this money so that they can escape. But it got released, so that's off the table. Because they have now tarnished his image with proof that he said these things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see it. So, um, again, and this is what I'm always going to go back to. Don't blackmail people. <laughs> like, if you were in a position to blackmail somebody, just get out of the position. Don't blackmail people. It doesn't work. 
I mean, it works every once in a while, but it could just get you taken to court, and apparently if you're in Korea, you could spend life in prison for blackmail. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because, you know, it's been a while since, like, Glam had a comeback, right? And yeah, it's been a long while. And I don't know. I don't know if she was like so. She was so desperate for money. Or I really don't know what the situation is. So why she and her friend came up with this? But I don't know. It's just. I think she, she just made a bad call. Especially how much was it again? Four point what million dollars? Uh, four point nine million USD. Like for that amount of money for just this video, it's just like I think. That moment you did that, you 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 should know you're going downwards. And I don't I don't know what to say about this because this is kind of like crazy to me. To be yeah, I mean, there's a lot that they can pull on them, and that's the thing, right? Um, I know a lot of people are going to justify them and just talk about the fact that Lee Byung Hyun is a pervert, and I totally agree, he is. Um, he is clearly a scumbag. At the same time, you can't blackmail people, and you can't justify that. Like I, I don't know how to stress that. You can't just you cannot justify blackmailing people. It's wrong. In our society, it is wrong to blackmail people. There are disgusting people out there, but there are people. There are people as much as you and I are people. You can't film somebody performing a terrible act and tell them you won't release it. Um, um and tell them you won't release it if they pay you so much money. That's wrong. You should know that somebody's doing a bad thing and report them, and that's it, and you're done. And you can't get in trouble for that because you're reporting somebody who's doing something that's true. Like if they had went to the police and said, hey, I, well, I don't know if he actually did anything illegal. That's the other thing. He was a disgusting pervert. It's not illegal to be a pervert. It's not illegal to be disgusting. It's just frowned upon. Blackmail is illegal. <laughs> that is illegal and frowned upon. Like I, I don't know. Um, he made a he made a public apology to his wife. So clearly he is owning that he he did do something. Um, that he did say something. Again, we don't know what he said, but he did something. He's owning up to it. I mean, he's. I'm not saying that he's a good human being, but um, don't blackmail people. <laughs> Just don't do it, especially. Um, trying to get uh, an absorbent amount of money, like, make it reasonable if you're going to blackmail somebody. If you're going to do it and you want to risk it, make it reasonable. If you go too high, people are just going to call you out for trying to blackmail them because it'll be worth the risk at that point. Yeah, and, they're, I mean, they had everything ready. Like, they had a plane tickets ready to leave to Europe and everything. Right, which makes it premeditated. It is even worse to do things premeditated. Like, I think people forget that. If you plan what you're going to do, that's premeditated, that's way worse. Like, there's the drastic difference between murder and premeditated murder are nuts. Like, it, it's crazy. Because you can, you can accidentally kill somebody. You can have, um, you get a, kind of a less of a sentence for uh, heat of the moment things. Because, some, because they acknowledge the fact that humans make rash decisions in the heat of the moment and things happen. Um, premeditated does not get that privilege. Premeditated is premeditated. That means you thought about it, you sat there, you planned it. It's not a heat of the moment. You can't use that excuse. Like, mm. It's the same for girls or people, I should say, 
that are cases that are in domestic abuse and they freak out one day and they kill their spouse. Um, a lot of the times you'll see people kind of get a nicer sentencing, but that's premeditated if you think about it. If it happens in the heat of the moment, you can claim self-defense. And it's fine. People will let, especially if you are the victim of, you know, repeated abuse, they will definitely cut you tons of slack. But to think about it, to plan it out, and then to do it, you can't premeditate stuff. And they premeditated this blackmailing, which makes me think that they went to this guy's house knowing he's a pervert with this whole plan to blackmail him as they recorded him, and that's wrong. That's just wrong in any circumstance. Um, what is more wrong, segueing into the next top subject, is um, actor Ryu Shiwan was was found uh, guilty for beating his wife. Um, the actual article is he installed a location tracking device. Um, he installed a location tracking device, excuse me, in his wife's car and cell phone and beat her up when he confronted her about, or when confronted about it. So she confronted him, he beat her up for it. Um, he is being fined 7 million won. Which is I let me let me double check what that is in USD, but it's not really that much. Uh, Seven million Korean won USD, which is uh, six thousand eight hundred thirty-two dollars and forty-two cents or so, roughly. Um, so this guy has been found guilty for domestic abuse because that's domestic abuse, and there's no way around it. Um, and he isn't even going to do prison time. He's just going to get a fine. He's getting a slap on the wrist. He's a famous actor, and he has to spend $6,800. It's ridiculous. To... It's like he... First of all, he put a thing in her car so he can know where she is at all times. And then he beats her. And all he's going to get at the end is not even a slap on the wrist. What he's getting is just paying a small fine and that's it. His life continues on. Well, you know, Dahi and this other girl are looking at possible life, you know? Yeah. The, the contrast is so ridiculous to me. Like, how is this possible? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, this is such a huge, huge um, thing. And then also, the, the bigger issue that I have is this kind of... Uh, paves the way for the path that is going to be taken by Kim Hyun-jung, um, he's probably just going to get a fine, too. And it's like, these guys are beating their wife. Um, and I kind of talked about this, I think, when we, we actually talked about this on the podcast, but again, um, you know, Chris Brown is a scumbag, and everybody knows he's a scumbag, but when he got charged for beating up Rihanna, and there were pictures, he couldn't do anything. He got arrested. They arrested him. He went to jail. He got out on bail, but he still went. He had to pay money to get out. You know what he didn't do? Go perform. Go do a tour. Flee the country. Mm. He gets to leave the... Like, this guy gets to leave the country. He could never come back. You know what Korea can do? Not a whole lot. <laughs> you can't overstep your bounds. You have to ask to get this guy back. They would have to go and say, hey, we need this dude. And the uh, the other country can say no. They can say we're going to keep him and there's nothing we can do about it. 
Like, that's why people escape. That's why people flee to Mexico when they break the law. You know, it's the same concept. You're you're just gonna let this guy flee the country on on uh, hopes and prayers that he's gonna come back. Um, this actor has to spend, you know, six thousand eight hundred dollars, basically seven thousand dollars, and then what? That's it. He's just gonna go on with his life. He beat up his wife. Apparently, yeah. And this is pretty much shows like what we're gonna expect with the Kim Hyung Joon case. It's just like this guy, even if he's found guilty, most likely he's just gonna pay a small fine, and then that's it. Like yep. his life will continue. You know, and I heard like you know he like he already got his notice to go into the military, but apparently he's trying to prolong it. Tonight. Yeah, because he wants to finish his tour. So it's just like, is this what we're going to expect? Like, we, we all wish, like, how is, like, Dahi and this girl got arrested right away? And, like, Kim Hyun-jun is just calmly, you know, leaving the country, doing whatever he wants, and there's nothing even around his wrist. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Like, like I said, he doesn't have to come back. He can just escape. Then we can't go get you. Can't Korea can't just go get him. That's not the way it works. And then what's real? Like realistically, this is my problem. He's gonna come back. He's gonna get a fine. He's gonna release an apology again. Um, he's gonna you know probably try to look innocent. And then he's gonna go to the military. He's gonna be gone for two years. He's gonna come back, and everybody's gonna forget. And it's like, don't forget. He beat a girl up. He apparently beat a girl up for multiple like months. You know, that's what she claimed. Um, and then her friend messed it up for her and made the case even worse. And I get that, but there's still, you need to, it needs to be properly investigated. And they're finally going to do it, but they're going to wait. What's up with, like, that I don't understand. They're, they're just going to wait to investigate it? Like, ha, we'll get to it. Like, that's the, the, I, the attitude that all the statements have given me. Like, it's so lackadaisical. Like, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, and like they, he finally did go into um, the police station and you know talk to the police or whatever, but like he apparently he's only saying yes to one of the counts or to one of the yeah that it? they fought once. That's what he said. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. This this frustrates me because it's like when when women like if some they do something bad they immediately get arrested they immediately go into trial. You know, but when it comes to like these men, it's just like, oh, we'll we'll get to it, you know. And if the end they're guilty, they'll still pay a small fine and they'll move on with their life. And it's just like, really? Yeah, like I I completely agree that we live in a world where sexism is a very big issue, and um, there's no doubt there. Um, I think though. Like and you hear it a lot. People complain about how America is awful and the sexism here is so bad. I will take the sexist issues that we deal with here in America over the sexist issues that we that people deal with in other countries any day. I mean, there's no. I mean, we're out. We're fighting for something that I I do agree with. You know, I I agree and believe in. Um, but at the same time, like, we should be fighting, we should try to do something for these other countries because this is a case where there is no explanation other than the fact that beating up your wife isn't as bad as blackmailing a man. Like, that's the vibe that you can, that's the only thing you can take. If you take these two news articles and put them side by side, we have two people who have beaten their wife or their spouse or whatever, you know, their partner, I should say. Two cases, 
where they beat their partner. One guy gets a $7,000 fine. The other guy is out in China right now and not even being investigated yet until he returns from his tour because apparently it's more important to go on tour than be investigated for a heinous act like beating your wife or your spouse or your partner. And then you have these two girls who threaten to blackmail a guy, an actor, and they may potentially take life in prison. That's what's on the sheet for them, potentially. That is the worst thing that could happen. I bet this dude knew that the worst thing that could happen to him was a fine. Mm. And I bet that Kim Hyun Jung is sitting in the same boat where he thinks the worst thing that can happen to him is a fine. It's just... Yep. And it's just like, there's no winning. This. Yeah. It upsets me. Yeah, I don't understand. Moving on to a topic that is less serious and a little more happy for a minute. Um, I'm kind of going to use this moment uh, so that we can talk about the comebacks, the debuts, and um, I guess that kind of general that general world because that is very important to what this podcast was originally created about. Uh, and lately it's been really, really passionate like some of these topics and it's it's fine you know I'm glad that that happens but we also have this whole we came here for the music <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what all these two words we came here for um, so before we get to your news articles um, Kiara we'll talk about the debuts uh, the one that stands out to me and the one that I noticed was uh, Nasty Nasty finally came out which is the project group coming from um, oh I don't remember their label at all uh, Star, Star? Star Entertainment or Star Empire? Is that what it Star. is? I think so. Star Empire. Star Empire. I think. Right. Which has a trainee whose name I will never remember. Um, I think it's Sojin. Sojin. Oh yeah, I think it's Sujin. Yeah, Sojin. Um, Kyungri from Nine Muses, and Kevin from Child of Empire or Zaya. Uh, Zaya, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they made a project group that was kind of talked about like it was going to be sorry that was going to be the next like super sexy troublemaker esque kind of uh, song right um, I think they even said that, that they were going to show up troublemaker or that's what people were saying um, what we actually got was a good song very underwhelming music video. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a bad music video. I think it kind of lacks a clear message. Yeah. But I do think it's a good music video in general. Um, I'm biased because I love Kyung Ri and she's my favorite lasting member of Nine Muses. Um, but I love her and just having a video where there's tons of her, I'm all about it. I mean, it's not hard to sell me on that. Um, they all looked really good though. Um, I don't know their trainee member that's in the group, but she looked pretty. Um, it's kind of hard to look really pretty next to Kim Ri in my opinion, but I think <laughs> she did all right. Um, and then Kevin, who I didn't know before this has a wonderful voice, so I'm totally down to hear him sing more. Um, so, I, I mean, I like it. I really do like the song a lot. I just think that they hyped it up for way more, especially when your group is called Nasty Nasty. Like, come on. 
Yeah. Like when I when I heard the group was called Nasty Nasty and that there are three members, I'm like, uh oh, we about to get some more threesomes up here. First it was, you know, feet. Two thousand fourteen threesomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean first it was you kiss in their video and then it was a fiesta with their song talking about adding one more person. And then I was expecting something similar to that with them. So when I watched the video, I'm just like, uh, it's not what I thought I was going to get, you know. I mean, the song is really great. Like, I like the song. It sounds wonderful. But the video, eh, well, I think they just didn't want to go to extreme because they were like, if you have 19 plus videos now, it's like an issue. And Yeah, I think maybe that's what happened. I think they got... Um blocked by the news that you can't have 19 plus videos or it won't count towards your ranking in music shows. That's kind of like a big blow because there were tons of those 19 plus videos and there was no harm in it before. It was just, you know, people couldn't watch it. Yeah. And I, I guess because also they were getting so many comparisons to like Troublemaker. I think that's why they had it as three members just be like, oh, we have one more member. So it's like it's going to be even more awesome than Troublemaker. But eh, I don't really think it needed three people, to be honest. If, it, if you're not going to go for the threesome thing, then what's the point, to be honest? Yeah, and I think the message was like, well, there's the theory that it's like um, Kevin was in love with Kyungri, but then decided to go for this like younger girl, and he's still in love with Kyungri. There's that message, which you can only portray with three people. I get that. There's also the message, there's also the the... Thing that it's about um, this girl who has two different sides of her, but Kevin is in love with like both of them, you know. Um, which is the the selling point for that is when you see them in the same exact scenario, but you it like face melds them and blinks between them, um, but they're doing the exact same thing. Either way, like you don't, I, I don't really think the song needed three people. Like you could have just had the song be a duet between Kyungri and Kevin, and it would be the same. Yeah. I mean, if he's in love, if it's supposed to be about him being in love with the woman that has two sides, so that means he's in love with a schizophrenic, or like, <laughs> <laughs> like is this, what's that movie, uh, I don't know if you've seen it called Identity? Yeah, um, I've seen it, I love that movie. Yeah, well, is it that, or like, I don't know, but, I mean, it could have, they could have done better, and I think they were trying to become like a upgraded version of Troublemaker, but I think they kind of missed it like, the point, or, like, they just didn't go where they needed to go, video-wise. Because the song is great, but just the video was uh, kind of lacking. And, and, and if it's going to be like that, then it really doesn't need three people. Right. Yeah. And it, it's like, you have, um, you have their teasers that came out, and they're, like, climbing on each other, and it's, like, super racy, and then you get this music video, and there's, there's not really any of that. Like, let's be real. There's none of that. It's not perverted. There's like a picture where it looks like Kevin is trying to get Suja and Doggy style, and then it's like the actual <laughs> music video. Nothing. And it's like, okay, fine. I'm glad that you... Well, part of me is like, I'm glad that you didn't do it. At the same time, it's like, you sold us a product that you did not deliver. <laughs> like, you made us all hyped up for this crazy video, and what we got was like this weird, deep not sexy video. There's sexy moments, I guess, and there's a lot of Kyungri cleavage, but it's like, you sold us a, a different product. I mean, this must be how FX fans feel when they get teaser pictures, <laughs> and then their concept is totally different. 
It feels like an infomercial. You know, infomercials, they make their products seem like the greatest thing ever, and then you get it, and then you're like, what is this? And it breaks the first time you use it or something, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it's a good song, but you could have done without three members, unless you're going to use the fact that you have three members, and they didn't. So, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't watched the performances, maybe, because I think they started their performances already. So, yeah, their practice I'll, video's out too, and I haven't watched it. Um, well, maybe I'll watch the, them performing it, and maybe it'll be something better than the video. But as for now, the video gets a thumb down, and the song gets a thumbs up. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Uh, I can't thumbs down any video in which I get to check out Kyung Ri, um, but I'm going to give it like a sideways thumb because I'm disappointed. Uh, <laughs> but the song gets a thumbs up for sure. I, I really like the song. I like the beat um, and I like any song that has sexy saxophone, like, all day. Give it to me. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Jay Park's album finally dropped along with his uh, actual promotion single, um, So Good, which is clearly Michael Jackson. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how you can pretend it's anything other than Michael Jackson. Um, it's clearly uh, him paying homage to Michael Jackson, um, which I respect a lot. I don't mind when artists clearly play homage to something. Um, I think it's perfectly fine to do it as long as you're very clear about it. You cannot watch this music video and not be like, wow, he wants to be Michael Jackson. So that's that's fine to me. Um, a lot of You see a lot of artists in America do that kind of stuff, and I think it's really, like, especially him using Michael Jackson's famous moves in choreo and stuff. Like, the only thing he was missing was, like, the moonwalk, which I'm, I'm surprised he didn't use that. Um... But I think I think it's good. I think the song came like literally a month too late because this is such a good summer song. Like if I had redone my list, I would have put the song on it because it's such a good <laughs> summer song. It is probably like my second to third favorite summer song, and it came out when summer ends. Why do you do this? Why do you do this to me, Jay? Uh, well, I haven't heard it or nor seen his video or anything, so I can't really give my opinion on it. But I'm sure. Like, because he usually does that to, like, well, like, ever since he went solo, I never listened or watched any of his stuff. But when he was with 2PM, he always kind of did give the vibe, like, he wanted to do kind of, like, MJ-inspired stuff. So I'm not yeah. really on that count. Yeah, this one is super MJ. Um, his song before his album dropped to, like, hype his album was uh, called The Promise, I believe, or maybe it was just Promise. Um, but it was kind of like a ballady love song. And that one's good, too. A bunch of the songs on the Evolution album itself are older songs that he's already released, like Nana's on there, um, Metronome is on there, stuff like that. Um, but it's really good. Like, I'm not really a huge Jay Park fan. Uh, I really like Metronome, but that's kind of, like, it. Um, I kind of jammed to his English album just for laughs. <laughs> like, that's kind of how it started. <laughs> I was like, haha, this is ridiculous. And now, like, if it comes on, I don't turn it off. Um, and it has dumbfounded on it. I can't go wrong with that. But his actual album that he released, like, it's really good. There's a lot of really good songs on there. Um, if you don't like Jay's voice, then it'll never do it for you. Um, but if you do like Jay's voice, it's really good. It's a really good album. Uh, his, his, like I said, his actual single is perfect. It's the best song to sell on his album as well. Um, he's not going to win, which is disappointing. But it's nice that it... It's nice that he actually delivered something good. It's also nice that he delivered his album and is going to promote it 
the same time is another group that's going to have their comeback, which is the group you wanted to talk about. 2 p.m. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge 2 p.m. fan. They're like my number one K-pop male group, so I'm very excited for their comeback. Um, they released a bunch of like photo teasers, and they just also released a video teaser. Um, the song is pretty much called "Go Crazy," and it's, it seems like it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very similar to what you know "Hands Up" was, which is gonna be a very fun, like party song type, you know. So I'm very excited for that because they said it themselves that this is the type of music they love doing because it re it reflects the type of guys they are because they're very when they're together they're very noisy, they're very like loud and. They get crazy when they're together, and you can see that when you watch their like their videos whenever they're together. Like it's always so noisy, noisy and crazy, and you realize, oh my god, can y'all just talk like one at a time? Why must you all talk at once? Yeah. So that's the vibe I'm getting from their comeback, so I'm very excited. I know some people are kind of like disappointed because they wanted like uh, Ad Toy Part Two. The, you that know, song the did awful though. It did, unfortunately. Like, I mean, I, I love that song, but I it did really bad. <laughs> it did. Like, I love Atoy. I love their album, their last album, Grown. Like, cause if you listen to the whole album, it's like you can tell these. This is a mature idol group. Like, you can tell they've been in the business for a good minute. It has but, um, that um, that really awful Junkie song on it, though, doesn't it? What song? His solo song. The one he just released. Uh, no, 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 not the one he just released. Like, you know, he makes a ratchet song on, like, all their albums. Or he has uh, a, the song I, I, I think so. Is that what it's called? That was his very first, like, kind of, like, solo song he released. So be, okay, I, I thought he did another one for the album, but maybe not. Well, he has, like, a solo song, but that's, like, one of the special edition version of the album. Not. Oh, okay, okay. It's not on the regular version, but um, but this song was written by Jun K. Um, their "Go Crazy." It's by him. It's not a it's not a JYP song. So. Oh, okay. So I don't get the JYP whisper at the beginning. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no JYP. This That's time. cool. I want it. It's my favorite part. No, I'm actually curious. Um, I'm not super big on 2 p.m., but I do kind of like them now. Um, I really didn't like them. A uh, long time ago, um, I also didn't like them when the J thing happened. So I was very, very like devil's advocate when all that stuff went down. Like a mm -hmm. lot of people couldn't understand why he got kicked out of Korea, and I was like, he said a lot of rude things. That's why they got rid of him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly he did something worse. You know, who knows? Uh, it's one of the big mysteries, right? But at the same yeah. time, like now they've grown on me. Um, I saw 2PM live at. Uh, the free concert in LA, and they were good. They put on a good show. They're very excited, um, and I appreciate any group that's super excited to be anywhere, really. Um, so I'm curious. I'll definitely check it out. Um, I do like Hands Up, so I'm cool with like another song like that. Um, but my favorite song of theirs is Auditoy or whatever. So we need yeah, more of that. That was such a great song, but yeah, unfortunately, Korea. Don't have standards, and they didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they rather give awards to songs like "Was It Everybody Go" or whatever from Shiny. You know, they. Oh they, God, Shiny will always win though. Shiny uh, power. Whatever, but you know, but I'm excited. I'm. It's been. Yeah, I'm excited for 2 p.m. and seeing them back on the Korean stage. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. 
Uh, are there any other comebacks or debuts you want to talk about? Um, I'm uh, sure we're missing some, but I can't really think of any. Oh, well, 2PM was a big one for me. I'm trying to think. Um... Um, we didn't put, like, well, we kind of talked about it, but Super Junior had their debut stages, excuse, excuse me, um, and I still think they weren't very good, but... <laughs> well, I haven't watched them, but, um, eh, I just, in the end, I think the song is okay, but my excitement for Super Junior has died so long ago that I just can't find myself to care anymore, to be honest. It's just like, eh, you guys stopped wowing me a long time ago. I don't know. For them to me for me to really care anymore, they have to come back with a really, really good song. And uh -huh. that's not Mom that's not Mama Sita. It's not. Yeah. Such a strange name for a song too, I don't understand. Oh, uh Spick a subunit. Spick a S is coming out. I need this in my whole life. Like my whole life has been waiting for this moment when they perform without Boa who can't dance. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> she, she can't dance. I love her. She might be my favorite member. She can't dance, though. Like, let's be real. She doesn't even try. She can't dance. Well, I mean, it should be interesting. I haven't listened to the teaser or anything, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome because it's Spica, you know? They're yeah. beautiful women with awesome vocals, so you can never go wrong with them. I haven't really heard... Like, there's Spica songs that I don't really like, but I haven't heard any Spica songs that I hate. Um, because they all sound so good. Like, all of the time, they just sound so good. Even their, like, English debut song, their American debut song, it still sounds good. I mean, it's not a good song, but they sound good. They look good. I have no problems. Like, when I saw the video, I was like, this is a really low-budget video, but I'm here. I'm here for all these beautiful girls. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sound... Yeah, I agree. Like, the song was meh, but they sounded great, so... I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure the Spica S will be great as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else is coming back? Um, Tiara's coming back. That's I one. heard. Yeah. That's. Uh, well, we'll see. Are they if they gonna continue with like? Are they come out with a song? Have, I think their teaser came out or something. Did it? I don't Maybe? know. I know that three of the members uh, had an interview at a bar where they were getting drunk, which is awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess they were practicing, and then they met with some interviewers at, like, an open bar, and they were drinking together with the interviewers, which is awesome. I think that's really cool. Like, that's such a real thing to do, right? That is. That's, that's like, something you would see, like, an American do, right? It's a very, like, a Western, like, a very Western thing of them to do, which is funny because alcohol and drinking in general is very, very, very accepted and common in their culture, just not for girls. Um, not until you're older. Once you're older, then it's fine. And then you see them, like, drinking beers and stuff. But while they have to maintain their, like, girly image, they can't. Um, yeah. But it's I mean, a very common thing in their society. Like, you hear all the time elders will tell their dong sayings, like, oh, let me take you for a drink, you know. Like, that's very common for them. Alcohol is a very big, like, conversational piece. Um, so I think it's cool that they did, like, an interview there and were, like, real people. That sounds cool. Um, do you, what kind of sound, if Tiara comes with their comeback, what kind of sounds do you want them to come back with? Like with like, what was it, roly-poly or what type of songs or? I don't like Tiara. <laughs> I don't like them. Um, my favorite, I have two Tiara songs that I do like. 
One of them is Jian's solo song, <laughs> her solo single, um, Never Ever, I think that's what it's called, or yeah. One Minute, One Second is the other name. And then the other song that I like is I Go Crazy Because of You because it sounds like a Britney Spears song. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. This is interesting. Britney Spears, let's do it. So right. if I had to pick for what they should do, they should not do a song about how if you're skinny, then you're hotter, and that you should look beautiful for dudes, <laughs> which is wrong. Um, and they should not do a song like Roly Poly because I don't want that. Mm. Well, my favorite song from them was their debut single, which was um, Lies. I mean, that... I mean, the concept will kind of be outdated now, but I love that sound. It kind of like, it wasn't poppy. It wasn't definitely nothing like Wooly Pooly, but just the song was really good. Like, if you had never listened to Tiara's debut song, Lies, I think you should totally listen to it because it's a really good song. But some I think thing, I've heard it, but a long time ago. I'll totally watch it again. But definitely, I would, I mean, I'm not a huge Tiara fan, and then after that kind of scandal, it kind of made me weary around them, but, or at least they're fans, but, um, I mean, if they come out with a jam, then I'll totally like it, and then, you know, I'll be like, oh, go Tiara, do your thing, but, yeah, no yeah. roly, no roly poly, or whatever that song is again. I like the song, but I don't think I could take another one of those from them. Yeah, I don't want it. Um... Another group that just had their comeback was, um, uh, what is their group called? Acor, I believe is what they're called. The group that has the rapper who um, <laughs> decided to S-talk uh, Bomb from To Anyone. Uh, had a lot to say about her drug scandal and her face and a lot of rude things that you should never ever say, especially about a person who isn't even a rapper, which I don't understand. <laughs> I'll never understand that. Um... The the song isn't that bad though. Like my issue when I first heard her do that song about Bomb was that she actually doesn't sound bad. She's not a bad rapper. She just picked a really bad thing to talk about. She also used um a cipher that was going around from Brand New Music to like portray a bad image, and that sucks because I love Brand New Music and I I just don't I'm not cool with that. Um. Like, I think she kind of doomed her group, especially by going after such a big group that has such a rabid fan base. Like, Blackjacks are intimidating. YG fans, in general, are pretty intimidating if they get mad. Um, the issue is that a lot of them are older, so they don't get mad as easily. But, like, the winner fans are young. <laughs> They're young. And the To Anyone fans have shown their teeth before, so I don't. I wouldn't mess with them. I, you don't mess with To Anyone's princess. Like, you can't be doing that. Yeah, and especially with Bomb, it's like, I don't know, <clears throat> I mean, people always talk about her face and everything, but in the end, like, her fans are very, like, protective of her, so, like, if you say, like, especially, like, as a, a disc track towards Bomb, you know those fans are going to come after you, and they're not going to let go until they, they cripple you, <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Like, I think the group is already doomed, and it's unfortunate, because... It's just one of the girls that made that song, and we don't even know if, like, she wanted to. It could have been, like, her label was like, hey, do a diss track. Let's do it. Um, but reminds either of, way. Reminds me of when, like, you know, the group Mr. Mr., and then Sis, and then Sonia Shide came out with the song Mr. Mr., and then Mr. Mr. That's Winning <laughs> Insight. That's the group. That, that's the label. They're on the same label as Kiss and Cry, dude. Winning Insight. Killing it out here. 
It has to be them then. Because then Mr. Mr. released like a diss track and then the Sonia Shade fans went nuts. And then they were like, No, we weren't it wasn't towards Sonia Shade, but it was towards SM Entertainment or whatever. Right. <laughs> and their man like they didn't write it. That's part of it too. So it's like, uh I can and they they brought up like a good point, like they even stylized their their song name the same way that Mr. Mr. stylizes their group name. It would be one thing if they had named their song like Mr. spelled out Mr. Or even like Mr. M-R dot and then spelled out Mr. Then it's different, right? People aren't going to search that. But they ended up like searching for the SSD song and just burying Mr. Mr. for it. And that sucks. Like, I, I don't like Mr. Mr. I don't care about them, but that sucks. Like, they're an innocent group, and that's that sucks. They're just a boy group trying to get some coins out here. <laughs> yeah, like they, you know, you could search Mr. Mister and probably find them. But when that stuff happened, um, the first three like YouTube groups, the YouTube pages, excuse me, were all SNSD, and it's like, dude, you just buried them. No one's gonna go more than three pages deep on YouTube. Come on. Yeah. I mean, with Acorn, I don't know. Like, I'm seeing there's some people who are actually fan of them, and then some, then some people are like, "Oh, you're just a fan because she dissed Bomb or whatever." I mean, I'm sure there's some fans now who are fans of Acorn just because of that, because they don't like Bomb or Twenty One for whatever reason. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens with their comeback or whatever. But I don't see it going anywhere. Like yeah. High. Um, the last thing I want to bring up about debuts, because that's kind of it, um, Show Me the Money ended. Uh, we never kind of talked about it on the show. Um, show Me the Money is a uh, show where established rappers in the industry, typically uh, established kind of mainstream rappers, um, kind of have all these other rappers who are less mainstream or less established uh, come and try out they get a chain, and then they move on, and they kind of battle it out to find the best person that wins Show Me the Money. And it gets to a point where you donate money, and um, whoever has the most donations like wins that round. Uh, the first year, Loco won. won excuse me. Um, the second year, I believe Swings won. Um, Swings, that year, had a bunch of established people. Like, Kanto was on it. Um, Ellie tried out for it. Um, a, bun a bunch of people like that Swings was on it obviously a lot of established names went on the second season I think that was the best season um, In Young made a special appearance doing a song with Kanto, it was beautiful um, you, got a, you get a lot of cool stuff like that um, this year there were more coaches, more teams um, one of the teams was Team YG which was Master Wu and uh, Tablo mm -hmm. um, a, another team was Team YDG which was just YDG um, there was Team Illionaire, which was the Quiet and Doki. Uh, there was uh, Team Brand New, which was Swings and uh, uh, Sani from Brand New Music. Uh, so, so that was cool. They kind of, and you kind of picked the team, and then they looked after you for that week and prepared you for the performance, and then you battled it out with the other teams, right? Um, there was a lot of drama that came from the show, though. Um, two of the members of YG's newest boy group, not Winner, but the one that's coming after that, uh, which was known as Team B at the time, which is now Icon, um, with a K. <laughs> um, uh, 
two of the rappers from that group, Bobby and B.I., were on, were tried out for Show Me the Money. Both of them made it, um, but B.I., who was heralded as the next GD previous to all of this, um, could never remember his lines from his songs. He messed up a lot. Uh, Bobby also messed up one time, but managed to get through on it. B.I. messed up a lot and got through. Um, and Ulti, who's a rapper who at one point tried out for Superstar K, kind of harped on idols, and it kind of came across at first as, like, he wants better from them because they make them look bad. Um, especially when these guys are supposed to be real rappers and they're out here, they can't even remember their lines, right? So that turned into kind of a beef between Bobby and and, um, and Ulti because B.I. was quickly removed from the show. Um, funny enough, Ulti was on Team YG and Bobby was on Team Illionaire. Uh, so that's kind of funny because Bobby wasn't on the team that people probably expected him to be on and Ulti was on the team that houses the group that he S-talked, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end came finally uh, and Bobby won the whole show. So this guy who was kind of... I want to say he was really overlooked... Um, he actually beat Vasco, C-Jam, um, and Iron at the end. C-Jam, Iron, and Vasco are all pretty established, like, actual real rappers. Um, he also beat uh, Geary Boy before that and Ulti. Um, so there were a lot of, like, real, you know, underground kind of guys, and Bobby won. Now, there's always the talk that it's a popularity contest and all this, um, but, you know... Watching the performances, I, I'm typically the, the guy who likes the underground rappers. I mean, I'm totally cool with that. I want Ulti to win the whole show. And then after Ulti got eliminated, I want Vasco to win because Vasco has paid his dues. Um, but Bobby, for like what he, what kind of rapper he is, he, he killed it on all of his performances. I mean, you can go back and watch them. They're all good. They're fun. Um, he plays with the crowd, which is who you should be playing with. It's a rapper. Like that, those are the people that are helping you win. You play with them. Get them involved. He would get them involved. He'd get them singing. Um, he has charisma. And he won. I mean, it's it's a really nice thing that they're going to be able to bring into uh, that team moving forward. Like, when they make their debut, they get to have this whole, we have a rapper who won, show me the money. There's only two others. Loco, who is well-respected in the community, and Swings, who is incredibly well-respected. Uh, well, I should say his talent is respected. Um, he's probably not well respected anymore because he talks a lot of crap. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because it was kind of a big show, you know. Um, it's not like the biggest show in the world, but it was a big deal that YG had two artists in it and they actually made it all the way. Um, or, well, they made it pretty far. Bi got kicked out pretty early, and he just, he deserved to get kicked out way earlier. But um, yeah, I think it's really cool. He's the only idol to win the show, which is exciting in its own way. Um, maybe it'll wave the path for you know more people to want to become rappers in the idol industry. I don't know if that's true, but it would be nice. Um, it'd be nice to have more people who would actually write and push their own music out. It'd be nice to see more groups that have an actual image that they have created themselves um, so they're not so factory-engineered, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the show because I'm not really interested, but I mean, I saw a lot of people would always talk about it and how they would, would talk about, like, the female rapper, I think, was named Toy. Yeah, Toy. would never show her, like, 
she would always win, go on the next round, but you would just never see her actually perform on the show and stuff like that. Which I thought it's kind of weird, but yeah. I saw people. Um, uh, I saw netizens saying that her performances weren't actually very good, and that's why they got cut. Um, I'm kind of inclined inclined to uh, believe this because Show Me the Money has before shown that they're not afraid to show like female rappers. It's mm-hmm. just you don't get a lot of them. Um, not a lot of them make it for whatever reason. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with their gender. I just don't think there's a lot of female interest in rap. So you, you I mean, there were two girls this year, and both of them didn't really get a lot of screen time. Um, but apparently, both of them didn't put on the kind of performances either. Like people need to understand that there's also a time. You know, it's a show. They only have so much time. You can't show everybody, um, especially if you want to show. Oh, you want to do like most people do where you want to have a story, you want to have more than just the performances. If they were just showing performances, it'd be one thing, but they're not, you know. Just like in, um, you know, just like when you have the beginning of American Idol or like, uh, what's that other show? Um, Reminds the me of Voice. Like, you can't, I was thinking about like uh, P. Diddy's, uh, was that show he did? Um... Making the band. Oh, making the band, yeah. That's where Dan and Kane came, came from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the end, though, I mean, congrats to Bobby. If he was the greatest, then he was the greatest. And look, aren't, like, YG's doing another reality show for Icon? Yes. Um, I, I wasn't really going to talk about it because I don't know that much about it, but it's called Mix and Match. Um, essentially, there are three members of Icon that are set. Uh, that is Bobby, B.I., and Jinhuan, who are the most popular members from that group as well. Um, the other three, maybe four members? I think four. The other four members are going to battle for their spots against three other trainees that have been added to this pool, and we're going to see which members make it, essentially, because YG doesn't think the group is good enough yet. Uh, so another show for... To see YG boys cry. <laughs> well, YG has a very good idea of what they want to do with promoting their groups, right? They put them on this reality show to build interest. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's because they don't put them on variety. They don't do this. They don't do that. And that's why these shows work. Well, who cares what the formula is to make it work? It works, right? Like, mm-hmm. Winner is as popular as they are because of Win, because that show put all those guys on the map. Team B is as popular as it is now because of Win. This mix and match show is only going to make them more popular. It's the same with Big Bang. When Big Bang had their show to find out who the last member of Big Bang would be, that show made people want to watch this group because they got this show, they saw this group be created, they saw the dynamic of the group, and then it was like, okay, this group's going to debut now. Everybody freaked out. Everybody wanted it. And Big Bang didn't hit as quickly as Winner did, but that was the time before that kind of thing happened. So it was like, oh my god, we actually care about this group Big Bang. And then it was like, eventually they got a good song and bam, they blew up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess another entertaining show to watch soon. Soon my timeline will consist nothing but let's vote for this person and that. Because that's what happened with the win show. Like, all of a sudden I keep seeing Team A, Team B stuff. So I'm sure for this new show it's going to be the same thing. So, I don't know. Good luck to all of them, I guess. 
Yeah, it should be good. Um, I'll probably watch this one because I like Bobby um, after seeing him so much. And I'm curious how he's going to interact with everybody. I'm also curious what kind of things they're going to make them do. Um, and if they're going to interact with uh, my sweetheart, T.Y. So I hope they do. That's all I care about. That's really <laughs> all I care about in the grand scheme of things. The more times I get to see YB be a freaking sweetheart, I'm there. <laughs> um, so you had some things you wanted to go over, right? Uh, before we wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Um, so, for... Okay, well, I guess the first thing I kind of want to quickly mention, um, I said before in, like, two, I think two podcasts back, um, you know, former member of Kara Jiyoung, you know, she signed with a Japanese company called Sweet Power. And so she just signed with them like a month ago and yeah, I think like a month ago or so. And now she's already signed up to do a Japanese drama. Um uh, one moment. See if I can find it. Yep, she's gonna start in the Japanese drama called Hell Teacher Nube. Um it's pretty much based on uh anime slash manga. And it's gonna feature things like demons and stuff, so should be pretty interesting. Um, I haven't watched it or read it myself, so I don't really know what's it mainly about. But I know that she's supposed to play like a ice demon who's uh, known as a figure skater. So that alone should make it interesting, I guess. <laughs> Is it live action or? Yes, yeah, live action. Hmm, interesting. I'm I'm curious. Um, I don't know if I'll actually watch it because I'm not really big on the dramas. Even if it's based off of an anime, maybe that'll be okay. Um, but I love Jion, so uh, I'm inclined to just be happy she's doing anything and that I get to see her nice face. Yeah, I'm excited to see her in Japan too. Like out of all the members of Kara, like she was one that had like the best Japanese. So, and I'm sure she's been studying it and brushing up on her Japanese while she went away. So. She should be fine, so when it comes to the drama, it'll be good. Um, she I mean, was one of the more popular members there, too, right? Yeah, in Japan, like she was definitely one of the more popular ones. And I think because she definitely has that face mm -hmm. that a lot of Japanese people would like. Right. I thought I remembered her and Nicole being popular. Well, yeah. uh, not including Hara, who's popular all, all over the place, of course. Yeah, and they were definitely, like, the top three. So, I mean, I, I saw a lot of people questioning as to why Ji Young would, you know, start restart her career in Japan or whatever. But it's because over there, I feel like, well, she already has a popularity over there, first of all. And, like, with, and I feel like over there, she has more of a, more of the ability to have a fresher start than it would be in Korea. Because in Korea, it's already, like, whenever an idol becomes does a drama is immediately oh my god it's gonna suck oh my god she's she's gonna be a horrible actress well I feel like maybe in Japan it'll be more like a fresh start for her and maybe more people will give her a chance than in Korea they would I also think people forget that Kara was incredibly more popular in Japan than they were in Korea and that Japan warred so hard to keep them as five like they love those girls um, so I think people are really silly to think that she would go to Korea. The market is also much larger in Japan. There's more people, yeah. there's a bigger market market to do things, and 
she is well established there. That is the only place in the world where Kara is bigger than SNSD. Like, I'm sorry. People have such a hard time grasping onto this, but they sold more, they were in more places. Like, they are huge. They were huge. The original five were huge there. Why, why mess that up? Yeah. What do you get for messing that up, you know? Just let them let let her do her thing. Yeah, and I mean, in the end, they just say that she will be having you know activities outside of Japan as well. So I'm sure at some point she can go back to Korea and do some stuff over there. But as right, right now, she's just start she's starting to restart her solo career and she's starting in Japan, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. It's definitely the place to get the money because you know they don't pay the same way they do in Korea, I would think. Yeah, I think the market's better there overall. Yeah, so anyway, I'm happy for her. I'm glad she's already finding work, and I can't wait to see it. Also, apparently, she's also going to be in the movie as well. But there's no details about that yet. So, but, Get it. So, yeah, look at that. She's already getting the money. She's already getting the parts. So, good for her. Yeah. Okay, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, also drama-related, uh, TVN cable channel plans to air remake of Japan's Liar Game in October. So I'm just going to read you the article that I got about it. Um, Liar Game joins Tamara Contable in the list of Japanese series that will be remade in Korea this year. According to a statement made by drama representative to IS Plus on August 26th, the Korean adaption of Japan's Liar Game is set to air on cable channel TVN this October. Um, this information was confirmed with a representative from CJENM who said it, it is true that it will be completed by October. They, there will be a total of 10 episodes and it will follow Valid Love. Liar Game is a popular series not only in Japan but in Korea as well, so we plan to cast good actors. After finishing the casting work, we plan to begin finishing next month. The remake of Liar Game will be written by Yu Yong-jae of NBC's Time Between Dog and Wolf and directed by P.D. Kong, Kim Hong-son, who was in charge of OCN's Hero and SBS's Warrior Big Dong-soo. Liar Game is a live-action adaption of Kaitani Shinobu's manga of the same title. The manga, which was first serialized in 2005 and was adapt adapted into a TV series in 2007, is about Nao Kanzaki, a college student who's honest to a fault. By a twist of fate, she got involved in a fictional liar game tournament wherein, con wherein contestants are encouraged to cheat and lie. The live action series had a second season aired on 2009. It also spawned two live-action films and were shown in 2010 and 2012. Okay, well, I'm a huge drama fan, and Liar Game is like I would have to. It would be like my second favorite Japanese drama of all time. I love the drama so much. I love the first season, the second season, and the first movie was shown. I never watched the last one because it didn't star the same, the main actress in it, so I didn't really care for the last movie. But I absolutely love it. I love the manga as well, um, and I'm still reading it right now. So when I read about this, like I was just kind of like, what? Because 
my reaction so far to all the remakes Korea has made based on dramas already made in Japan has not been good. Like so far the track from the dramas I've seen, Korea has not been able to remake a drama without making it really, really sucky. My the biggest one was Boys Over Flowers. I was gonna say they their Boys Over Flowers was a remake, right? Oh yes it is and oh my goodness. Don't if, if when I say whenever I see someone says Boys Over Flowers was better than the Japanese version, which is Hana Yori Dango I get so like so upset because that's first of all that's my f- number one favorite J drama of all time. So I was excited when Boys Over Flowers was announced. I was like, oh, cool, the Korean version, because you know there was already because before Japanese drama there was a uh, Taiwan made a version of it, the drama which was good, and then I saw the Japanese version which is really good, and then so I was excited when they said, oh, they're gonna make a Korean remake of it. When I watched it myself. I've never been so angry. <laughs> I was just so upset. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you do this to this series? How dare you make this and say that this is a great drama? Like, I was... I, oh, God, no. Let me not, because I can rant about this. <laughs> um, I, I don't really know a lot about dramas. Uh, I'm not, like, the drama expert. I'm hardly, like, the Korean movie expert. Funny enough, until, like, last week, I had never seen Old Boy. Everybody goes nuts about it. I never watched it. Just never got the urge. I finally watched it. Um, but I'm just curious who's going to be in it. Like, that's typically how somebody gets me into watching something, is who's going to be in it, what's actually going to be going on. That's what I'm most curious about. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I'm kind of, like, very... Because I am wary about it because, like I was saying, like, Boys Over Flowers are horrible. Um, Mischievous Kiss, which starred um, Kim Hyun-joon, which that was a remake of the Japanese manga, which is also was a drama as well called... Um, well, it, Mischievous Kiss, or it's also known as... Um, it started with the kiss. But that adaption, again, was also really, really horrible. And no wonder, because it started Kim Hyung-joon. I was about to say, Kim Hyung-joon is really horrible in everything that he does. He's a horrible <laughs> actor. He was horrible in Boys Over Fires. He was horrible in that drama as well. Like, Lord. I, uh, uh, see, again. He's I, horrible I, on stage. I don't know what you want. He's not good. So, you know, like, from the Korean remix I've seen, just none of it lived up to expectations, and I thought they were just like so. I'm very, I was kind of really wary about it, but I'm slightly kind of more leaning on the okay side because it is being done by TVN, which is a cable channel, which this, which cable dramas have starting to exceed what you know dramas being shown on SBS, KBS, NBC, just because they're even though they're smaller, like they pay atten- way more attention to details and things like that. And they get uh, more leniency, right, as well, yeah. the cable channels? Yeah, definitely. And also I think it's because they've been, like, TVN has been able to do dramas where the romance is not the main, you know, storyline. Because with Liar Game, it's not, romance is not the main story in it. Like, there's, you get a sense of it, but they don't, it's not like, all frontal, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, she's in love with him, he's in love with her, all that stuff. So, TVN has been able to do that well, so I'm kind of like, well, I have TVN, I think, 
will be able to do a good job. So now I'm just kind of waiting on to see who they're going to cast because I love the actors who portrayed the main two characters. They did that job so well and so good. and So it's going to be very hard for someone to uh, live up to that. But I'm willing to give a chance if, depending who they cast as you, as the characters. I'm not worried. Like, if it's an idol, then I'll still give them a chance. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's an idol. It's going to immediately flop. You know, it's going to be uh, Hyunjung and Kim Hyunjung yeah. and uh, Suzy. <laughs> if they dare put Kim Hyunjung <laughs> in this drama, we are going to have a problem. I'm going to fly to Korea, go to TVN's um, headquarters, <laughs> and we're going to have a fight. You see, on the, there's going to be an article about me on Medicine Buzz that a uh, foreigner went into TVN's headquarters <laughs> and beat everyone up. <laughs> Are you related to this project? I don't care. Ugh. Fight, punch, punch, <laughs> and I'll be in jail. And then you guys will talk about it <laughs> on the show. It'll be a but... great topic on the podcast. We're like, we have to not associate ourselves with her anymore because they're gonna think we're involved. I knew about this. Does that make me an accessory to assault? <laughs> but never no, really. Like, I just really, as long as you know, I don't know. As long as they bringing good actors, and then they stay true to the series, whether it's through... Because the Japanese drama went slightly different on certain things than the manga did. But either way, I'm fine if they go the manga route or if they go the drama route. Either way, as long as they keep true to it and, you know, don't mess around too much with it, then I'm okay with it. But that's just something I have to talk about because I love this... I love Liar Game, and I really, really, really hope Korea does not mess this up like they did with Boys Over Flowers and Mischievous Kids, because those are two of their highest crimes so far, drama-wise. Like, how? And they're like really popular too. Like, they're part of like big in the hall. You, I couldn't understand why, but they're I just think the. I and uh, I'll just touch on this before we move on, but I think the biggest issue, especially with um the way K-dramas are accepted uh, so easily is it's not really about it being good. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that all K-dramas are bad. I, I wouldn't say that. But it's not really about being great either. It's about who you have in it. Um, a good example, and I know that people are, I'm probably going to get hate for this, but Dream High is my good example. Um, it literally follows all the tropes of a typical Asian drama, like, 100%. And it's not good. It's not acted well. Like, it's very poor. The best part about it is that you have actual people who can actually sing at times on that show. It's not good, but it put all these people on the map, and it's popular because there's a bunch of famous people in it. Dream High 2 is just as bad. <laughs> like, they're not good shows. But they follow a particular formula that is well accepted in the community that watches K-dramas. And people can go in there and watch K-dramas for what they are. It's the same with me watching, like, low-budget horror movies. I can go in and watch a really awful low-budget horror movie and enjoy it because I go into it knowing that this is what I'm going to get. People go into K-dramas knowing exactly what they're going to get, and that's just not for me. Like, I just, I just don't like it. But I can understand why people would like it, and I think that that's part of the reason that when a K-drama... Because Japanese dramas don't kind of... They don't play into that typical Asian, like, um, very simple... Uh, what's the proper word for it? Like, flowing 
pattern, right? Like you have your main character, they're going to like somebody, they're going to have a love triangle, someone's going to get hurt, probably be in the hospital, might be in a coma, might be dying, and then there's going to be a big reveal and somebody is going to say that they like the person that's hurt, and that's how, like, so many dramas go into that, like, from not just Korea, it's not just Korea that's guilty of this, but the the country that really strays from that is, like, Japan. And you see Korea do it sometimes, like, uh, the drama that had um, Top in it, that's uh, uh, Iris, like, that doesn't really follow the typical Korean standard. And a lot of their more action-y dramas don't. Um, but those are kind of different shows. I don't know. Like that's that's the issue. Is like it's very predictable. Um, but it's fine if that's what you want, right? Some some people do want that. Um, I horror movies are incredibly predictable, and I love horror movies. So I I don't have anything against people who like that kind of stuff. Like it's for a market that's not me. Um, but I think that that's the issue that you get when they remake things is that they they probably take shows that aren't that way. Like like you said, Liar Game doesn't really focus on the romance thing. Yeah. I bet there's going to be a really important romantic line in the remake. Um, I'm hard-pressed to believe that there won't be. And if they prove to me that there won't be, then cool. But I bet we will have this conversation in the podcast while while that show's going on, and that's going to be your complaint. Definitely. I may have, like, every podcast, like, okay, so update on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, well, the thing is with me, like, okay, I fall into the people who, I like Dream High, but not because, I don't think it's the greatest drama by far none, but because it's very a camp, it's a very campy drama. So right. It's a drama that you don't go in with, like, really with your mind, you know, clicked on. It's just something you watch, just, you know, laugh a little, enjoy the music. Kind of that type of show where you, you know you don't have to think hard while watching it. And Dramas like that is okay with me, but when you already have this huge... And the thing is, Drama High is like an original story. It's not something they really, like, they got right, from, right. from a manga or from anime or from another a drama that was already made. But if you already have the resources right there, and you know, it's popular for a reason, and then you, if you're going to remake it, why did the product end up being so horrible when all... You have everything you need right there. It's okay if you want to go on a different route and make it slightly different than what the what the original resource and stuff was, but to the point that it's so mind numbly, you know, horrible. Like, how do you do that? Like, really, how do you take a great story and then just ruin it? It's to me. So to me, that's. That's to me. That's worse than a drama like Dream High. Like Dream High, it's not the greatest drama, but it's whatever. It's a campy drama you can kind of enjoy. Right, right. Too much. Yeah. But like, Flowers is like you went some, you went wrong somewhere, and there's no going back. And I can never watch this ever again. You know? Right. I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not comparing it to that. Um, I more mean like uh, they they have like a formula. You know what I mean? Like they they have this kind of. Uh, like attack on dramas that they take a lot that you see a lot even in beyond just the campy ones like you have dramas that people do watch and are freaking out about and love 
and it's the same kind of concept. They follow a similar kind of line, and it's just, it's like a, like, you know, there's video, like, people have acknowledged that it exists, and there's videos where people make fun of the typical trends in, like, dramas, and you can watch them and be like, oh, let me watch for these tropes, and you'll find them. I mean, they're out there. Um, so I do hope for your sake that it's not bad. Um, I hope they pick actual actors. And if they pick idols, I hope they're, they're idols that do good because there's some idols out there that are good actors and it's not a big deal. Or they're growing and they're clearly getting better. Um, so hopefully it, it goes well for you. I hope it doesn't blow. Yes, TVN, do not mess this up. Okay, you cannot mess this up. That's all I got to say about this. But yes, but look forward to it because I'm sure a few uh, after we get into October, I'm gonna start. I will be talking about this again. So there you go. <laughs> All right. What is the? Uh, oh, Shannon commented and I missed it. I'm so sad. Uh, sorry, Shannon. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shannon. <laughs> sorry, this show will not have some of your bitterness in it, but um, maybe next. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll do a mini episode because I know that she's very popular. Um, maybe I'll try to get everybody together for like a mini episode, and we'll do that, and then we'll give them both of these, and they can, we can have our extremely amazing editors uh, decide who does what. Yeah. That's fine with me. Uh, so what was your last one? Um, did I have a last one? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, well, as you know, sister is you know doing their thing. They had their you know follow-up promotions with their new song, um, I Swear. And they've been winning. They won on Show Champion and on M Countdown. And um, so they're doing their thing, whatever. Um, then an article was released um, saying how their music video for I Swear is like, looks like it's been plagiarized from this other music video called Red Lights by a DJ Tesso? Is that... Yeah, Tesso, I think. Um, and so now there's some netizens are like, oh, they totally plagiarized. And then they're saying all these rude things about Sister. Oh, well, what can you expect about Ilgens and all this type of things? And then, like, well, and Sister hasn't said anything about it, nor has Starship Entertainment. Some netizens are now like, oh, why aren't you guys saying anything? Or, like... You guys are being silent. Um, all, they're saying all these mean stuff to Sister. And it's just kind of, well, the thing is, I watched the video Red Lights just to see it for myself. And of course, I come with the conclusion that, yes, there are certain scenes that are pretty much the same thing. You know, the scene where, you know, when Bora's walking out of the store, you know, it gives, it's like a butt shot of her. Mm -hmm. It does that. It does that in the Red Lights video as well. Um, this scene, you mean a scene that's in a ton of other music videos, for the record? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen that in other videos as well. So. And um, scenes where, like, you know, they're in the hotel room, you know, they're taking off their... Well, in the, in the Red Lights video, there's two girls in the, in the Red Lights video, and they're, like, taking off their clothes or whatever. And I guess they kind of compare that to the scene with... Sister in their in the hotel room and their but they're in their bathing suits, not underwear. First of all, it's not even their underwear; it's bathing suits. Who said it was underwear last week? Shannon. Um, Ash. No, it was oh, Ash. Ash. Get out of here, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> underwear. I'm like, that's not underwear, but it's okay, Ash. We still love you. Yeah, we um, still love you. <laughs> um, 
the scene where they jump over the fence to go into the pool, that's very similar as well. I mean, there were certain similar scenes, but overall, because cause both the themes were kind of like, you know, girls, you know, having fun and just doing all these crazy things together. But, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a theme for a lot of videos, for especially during the summertime. Uh, I think, um, and I'm not really going to get into it until they make an official statement. I feel like, uh, I haven't seen the music video, um, but I always am very indifferent on music video issues when it's not, like, direct plagiarism. Like, I need every I need it to be a carbon copy before I really get upset. Um, we had this issue with Crayon Pop and their image and them stealing it and all this. You get music video stealing all of the time. Um, I don't think it's a big deal because music videos don't really change that much unless you're talking about like a weird music video. Like if you're talking about like a Lady Gaga music video or um, like a like a Nicki Minaj music video, something that's really strange, you know. But like right now, if somebody went out and made a music video where they were rapping and they're riding a bike, people are going to compare it to that uh, awful Kanye West song in music video. And it's like, why? What if he just wants to ride a bike and rap? What's wrong with that? Like, it's just a music video. I thought for me when I watched the I swear music video, all I thought was um. Uh, the show, the movie that has uh, Selena Gomez and uh, oh god, what's that other girl's name? Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Spring Break. Spring Breakers or whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's like the complete vibe that I got from it. Like Spring Breakers, if it wasn't like a gross, <laughs> um, <laughs> like movie uh, with drugs. But that's that's what I thought of, right? That's the first idea that I got. Oh, look, it's a bunch of girls who are out partying and having a good time together and then they get sleepy. <laughs> like, that, and like why, does it, why do people have to go and look for plagiarism in everything, especially when it's not there? In music, I understand, because that's different. But in a music video, who cares? Like, seriously, who cares? What if it is, like, oh my god, they took three scenes. Oh, oh my god, it's such plagiarism. Who, who cares about three scenes? What about the rest of the video? It's three minutes and, like, something seconds long. What about all those other minutes, you know? Like, just get out of here. Well, they plagiarized riding in a car and having a good time. You know how many other people have done that? Like, get out of here. Just get out. Yeah, I mean, in the end, I feel like, I mean, I don't think it should be that big of an issue, but, like, netizens are like, oh, why aren't they saying anything? Why aren't they saying anything? Like, well, sisters really doesn't have to say anything. And even if they do say something, in the end, it's what their company wants them to say, you know. Sister wasn't the one that came up with the idea. They weren't like, oh, let's go to Saipan and we totally remake this music video and no one will notice. Like, I'm, right. you know, Sister didn't say that. You know, they did what the director told them. So if anything, who has to say anything, it would either be the company or the director himself. But, you know, Sister right now, Sister, because of the situation with Unbi and Ladies Code, um, they haven't really... They can't even be, you know, excited for because they've been winning on shows, but but they've been just really calm and very, you know, serene about the whole situation. They're like, you know, Laura has been, you know, talking about it when on their winning speeches, and like I was watching them on they were on the radio show, and these they were all wearing all black, you know, they're very in a solemn, you know, mood right now. They're not really like, you know, so. If anything, maybe the company will say something, maybe not, because I think the same situation happened with Troublemaker and with their video and then being similar to Rihanna, 
you know, and I think in the end they never said anything, so most likely this will happen as well, but people need to stop. When, when it comes, especially with Sistar, when it, no matter how little it is, people will go after them. Whether it's true or not, or whether it's yeah. their fault or not, people always want to say shit about Sistar and... Always hate the winners, dude. Always hate them. Whatever. I love them. That's what happened. They got too pretty, and then. <laughs> yeah, so I know. But whatever. Keep doing your thing, sister. I'm sure the the netizens will find something else I hate on later. Oh, on. of course. That's what netizens do. Uh. Um. So, do you have anything else? Is that it? We. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, because I already mentioned 2 p.m. And, um, yeah, that's such it. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't been, you should totally watch Kara's performances. Because despite the fact that they're not winning, they only won once on Show Champion, every performance they have been doing is top-notch. Like, oh, my God. They look great. They sound great. I'm so proud of them. Ugh. I love them. Yeah, um, I saw a few of them, and they, they do sound really good. Um, I was super impressed. I actually think they're doing great. Um, as a person who doesn't really like Kara, I think they, they still feel like Kara, and that's good. I was worried that they weren't going to feel like Kara anymore. Um, and I'm glad that they won at least once to shut all the haters up saying that they would never win. So. Yeah. Um, uh, so is that it? You got anything else before yeah, we go? that's it. Uh, okay, um, like like I said, maybe we'll do a special little mini episode at some point so everybody can hear Shannon because everybody loves Shannon. Um, <laughs> and she can set the whole thing off the rails. We won't even have to plan anything. We just let her go. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash netizens. Uh, we also have a Twitter that is at N-Y-A-N netizens or... NYA netizens, whichever is easier for you. Uh, we're also on Tumblr. That is notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. Um, you can listen to our podcast directly on SoundCloud at uh, soundcloud.com slash netizens. You can email us anything uh, you want. Um, if it's something interesting or a, a, like a question or something like that, it'll probably make it because we don't really get a lot of emails. Um, our email is notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on uh, iTunes. Um, if you search for Not Your Average Netizens, we're the only ones there. We have a little lollipop. It's very cute. Um, <laughs> please rate and subscribe it really helps um, even in you know be honest I guess but well, give us four stars in your honesty because we're awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but really uh, rate subscribe move us up let people know about us um, we're gonna try to do timestamps um, so that people who just want to kind of skip around can do that I know there's some people who are very intimidated by how long the show goes um, don't be we're yeah. lovable <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful show. Just listen to it while you're like cleaning or something. It's great. Um, do something else while you listen to us. What podcasts are for? Um, I think that's it. Uh, I don't know if you want people to follow you on Twitter or anything. Do you want to give out your little Twitter handle? My, oh, my Twitter? Yeah, if you want. Uh, uh, if you want to follow me, I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm not that interesting. But uh, if you want to follow me, it's a uh, Kiwi Chan 08. 
Um, I, uh, I mostly tweet about like K-pop and J-pop, and sometimes you're like, what the heck is she talking about? But I don't know. But if you want to follow me, go right ahead. I don't mind. Um, you, I follow you. But you can follow me <laughs> at, uh, at Papa Murdy. Um, I talk about K-pop sometimes, but I mostly talk about, um, talk about NFL and wrestling and football. Or wait, I said that twice. Uh, MMA, that's what I meant. Um, that's what I talk about a lot, and uh, I try to kind of talk about K-pop a little more now that I'm doing this, and now that this is my main podcast. Uh, so I'll try to do that a little more. Um, you can also tell me all the things that you don't like or my opinions that you don't like, and I'll talk to you. We'll talk. We'll hash it out. We'll, we'll get. It's open. It's free. Everybody can look at me. Everybody can talk to me. Let's do it. Um, so unless you have anything else, uh, I guess we're gonna say goodbye. Okay. Bye, everyone. See ya.